land tore their clothes and said to the entire Israelite assembly, The land we passed through and explored is exceedingly good. If the Lord is pleased with us, He will lead us into that land, a land flowing with milk and honey. It will give it to us. Only do not rebel against the Lord, and do not be afraid of the people of the land, because you will devour them. Their protection is gone, but the Lord is with us. Do not be afraid of them. But the whole assembly talked about stoning them. Then the glory of the Lord appeared at the tent of meeting to all of the Israelites. That's Numbers 14. about it. They have already heard that 
replied, I have forgiven them as you, as you asked. Nevertheless, I, as surely as I live, as surely as the glory of the Lord fills the whole earth, not one of those who saw my glory and the signs I performed in Egypt and in the wilderness, but who disobeyed me and tested me ten times, not one of them will ever see the land I promised on oath to their ancestors. No one who has treated me with contempt will ever see it. Because my servant Caleb has a different spirit and follows me wholeheartedly, I will bring him, I will bring him, uh, bring him into the land he went to and his descendants will inherit it. Since the Amalekites and the Canaanites living in the valleys turn back tomorrow and sit out towards the desert along the route to the Red Sea. The route to the Red Sea. What we see here is that God sought the heart of the Israelites rebellion against him was unbelief in him, which grew out of their failure, their failure to remember God's past faithfulness, to trust him as their Lord and to accept him at his word. By their way of thinking, they could no longer rely on the Lord in all circumstances, which shows us two things about faith, but more specifically, the lack of faith. So the first thing is, the first thing shows us that to believe in God means to accept all he says as truth and act accordingly. Desire above all else to declare the 
still not allowed to enter into the promised land at this time. God, by doing this, was teaching them that just as was, te was teaching them, just as He is teaching us, a very important principle, and that principle is the fact that God that, that just because God forgives us does not mean that we will escape the natural or immediate consequences of our sin. We must remember that even forgiven sin, forgiven sin has consequences. And as we will see later in this chapter, <coughs> that is something that the people of Israel could not and would not understand. Just as we today struggle to understand that <coughs> that concept. Now we are about to see the consequences of Israel's forgiven sin. And those consequences can be found starting in in numbers. <coughs> Against you, I, the Lord. 
in spite of God's instructions that they were to turn around and go back into the desert. The people of Israel decided that they they would attempt to do what God had already told them they were not going to be able to do because of their unbelief. And that is how Numbers 14 ends with this tragic story that starts in Numbers 14, 36. So the men Moses had sent to explore the land, who returned and made the whole community grumble against him by spreading a bad report about it. These men who were responsible for spreading the bad report about the land were struck down and died of a plague before the Lord. But the men who went to explore the land only Joshua son of Nun and Caleb son of Jehovah survived. <coughs> when Moses reported this to all the Israelites, they mourned bitterly. Early the next morning they set out for the highest point in the hill country, saying, Now we are ready to go up to the land the Lord promised. Surely we have sinned. But Moses said, Why are you disobeying the Lord's command? This will not succeed. Do not go up, but because the Lord is not with you, <coughs> you will be defeated by your enemies. For the Amalekites and the Canaanites will face you there, because you have turned away from the Lord. He will not be with you, and you will fall by the sword. Nevertheless, in their presumption, they went up toward 
first of two today's segment of the Bible Radio, which is day 70. Thank you. 
goes on to say this. The righteousness of the upright delivers them, but the unfaithful are trapped by evil desires. It's Proverbs 11, 6. Now the principle here that Solomon is trying to impart goes hand in hand with the principle that he was teaching in verse 5. <clears throat> because just as when you stick on the straight and clear path, you will reach the destination that God has in mind for you, so too will it lead to fewer problems. This, however, does not mean that those who
runner and lower follower. But Jesus also insisted his followers will face opposition and persecution. Jesus taught that following him is costly. It involves making difficult choices and going through difficult situations at times. And we have obligations concerning right living, pressing on in faith through persecution, love for our enemies, and self-denial. What we must remember is that the initial step of surrendering to Christ and accepting his forgiveness for sin may not be difficult. In fact, it's not difficult. But trusting him to make the necessary life changes and Continuing to follow him, no matter what, is not an easy path to follow, and will test our faith extremely. So the question you must ask yourself is very simply this, am I on the straight and clear path that will get me to the destination that God intends for me, or that, that God intended for me? God intends for me, or have I wandered off that path and onto a path that will only lead to death and destruction? For you see, we all face the dilemma that the traveler in a very famous poem faced. And that poem reads Two roads diverged in a yellow wood, and sorry I could not travel both, and be one traveler, be one traveler long I stood. And looked down one as far as I could to where I'd been in the undergrowth and took the other just as far. And having perhaps the better claim because it was grassy and wanted wear. Though as for that the passing there had warned them really about the same. And both that morning equally lay in leaves no step had trodden black. Oh, I kept the first for another day. Yet knowing how way leads on to way, I doubted if ever I should come back. I shall be telling this with a sigh. Some I shall be telling this with a sigh, somewhere ages and ages hence. Two roads diverged in a wood. And I I took the one less travelled by. And that has made all the difference. That is the road less taken or the road the road not taken by Robert Frost. In case you were wondering that poem was. So when you look back over your life's journey, will you, like the traveler in this poem, be able to say two roads diverged, and I took the one less traveled, and that made all the difference? So the Bible readings for tomorrow, which will actually be tomorrow now, are number 1641 through 1832. Mark 16, Psalm 55, 1 through 23, and Proverbs 11, 7.